Howdy, Dis After Dark listeners. Toy Story Land is opening up at Hollywood Studios on June 30th. Book now for some great summer deals and to see what's new. Take a ride on the Slinky Dog Dash coaster, ride the alien swirling saucers with the kiddos, enjoy a new third track on Toy Story Mania, and grab a bite to eat at Woody's Lunchbox. Remember, if you book with me, I'll take care of your dining reservations, fast passes, and create a personalized itinerary just for you and your family. Mention this ad to get $25 off your deposit. Reduce stress by letting me do the planning for you. I make the plans, you make the memories. Find me at WPMagicJourneys.com and on social media at WPMagicJourneys. After Dark Podcast is sponsored by HHNUnofficial.com, the home of Halloween Horror Nights news and rumors all year round. Find us on the web at www.HHNUnofficial.com. So stop the fog machines and clear the cobwebs. It's time for another episode of the podcast that's nearly the same as all the others. Warning, this show contains childish adult content and is intended for immature, mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. The views spoken are hours and hours alone, not those of any other bugger. If you're easily offended, we strongly suggest finding another podcast. Everybody neat and pretty, then on with the show. Hello and welcome to this week's edition of Disaster Dark. I'm Nick and I'm joined by two of the greatest companions anyone recording a podcast could have. I'm joined by Craig. That was hard work. And I'm joined by my co-host from Discover DLP. Oh, how many times are you going to advertise that fucking podcast? Well, who cares? Well, well, yeah, I'm from Orlando then. You can do that if you want. Not Disney I mean, podcast I'm, though, but yeah. Morlando. Oh P. hey, P. Dubs, Paul Washington. I am here. I go. am Morlando. No Morlando, go back. I'm sure there's some paperwork for you to do in the back of the Chinese laundry. <laughs> I ain't getting no back in no Chinese laundry, fool. I love the way Morlando's different every time I hear him. It's not. It's Chinese. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> So now there's a racial undertone on it as well. Um, anyway, welcome to this week's edition. Um, I suppose we better start off the way that we do each and every week, because I'm getting, I'm guessing by this point everyone's parched. So, Craig, I'm going to first of all go to you. What are you drinking? Uh, firstly, I'm drinking Vimto. Mm, okay. ah, secondly, I'm drinking Cask Strength Glen Fiddick. Uh, 60% proof. Wow. Chin chin. That, that does sound awfully vile. Uh, P does, what about yourself? What are you drinking? 
as always, very, very boring. I've got Apple and Black Current Squash. Uh, now, do you use tap water for that, or do you like sparkling water? No, we've got uh, we've got one of those fridges that you can put the water in. Do you and milk a male unicorn? <laughs> it is sparkly. Oh. But, no, it's just just normal water out of the fridge. Fair enough, fair enough. Well, I'm on the old faithful uh, Cherry Pepsi Max. I'm still quite sick. Um, I'm going to try and not get into coughing fits like I did the other night. Um, I probably will, though. Uh, what I did you record the other night? Ego. Oh, sorry, yeah, I thought it was more Lando. Keep plugging away. <laughs> oh, no, it was. Uh, everybody's got one. It needs, yeah. it needs, it needs the, uh, it obviously needs the boost. Um, anyway, enough about advertising other podcasts. This is supposed to be about Disney. Um, so I suppose we should really cast our eyes back um, over there. Now, I know that we've all been um, trying to come up with things we wanted to talk about on this week's show. So does anybody want to lead off? Well, I haven't got any hot-button topics, but if anybody has, I'll gladly um, chime in. But I've got just sensible news. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, well, it's not even it's not even current. It's from the twenty fifth of September. They've announced <laughs> they've announced the candlelight processional people. Oh right, okay. Well, it, it's not something we covered. Yeah, so. we. I don't. I don't think we've ever announced the candlelight processional people. Yeah, we did last year. Oh, did we? Did we do mm. it in September or um, towards the middle of um, October? Uh, <laughs> that I don't uh, know. Maybe. What... So now we know what Craig thinks of the candlelight processional. Yeah, yeah. No, that Craig's, was me breathing uh, in. I was just going uh, like that. So I've uh, so that's the amazing for me today. Um, I've I can't remember, but I'm sure one of our listeners will be able to tell us when we actually announced it last year. But no, because because they normally get some some quite big names, don't they? Yeah. Well, okay. Saying, so this, this this sounds like there's not big names this year. Yeah, um, earlier this year, there were seven, several uh, celebrity, blah, 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 new ones, uh, blah, 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 22nd of November to the 30th of December. Has anybody been lucky enough to see it? No. No. I've never been out at that time, and I hear it gets quite busy as well. Yeah, I would dinner package this if to the nth degree, if I could. You've been out there, though, for Crimbo, haven't you, Paul? Yeah, but we didn't go to Magic Kingdom until after the new year. What about Epcot? Uh, no, we didn't do Epcot that year. We were we were off property, and we only did Magic Kingdom and Hollywood Studios at Disney that year. That's when you see the um, dancing lights. Yes. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Um, okay, so um, Cheetah Rivera, River, River, Ushi. Well, I don't know, because you've kind of said about half of two names, so I've got no idea. Well, whoever she is, she's on the 22nd to the 23rd of November, so she gets a free Disney holiday. Um, Helen Hunt? Yeah. She's she's new. Um, Is she the one out of Twister? Yes. Yes. Uh, Oh, yeah, she looks good now for her age. Um, 24th to 25th. Alfonso Ribeiro? 
Doo-doo. He's the little um, midget fella, isn't he? Out of um... no, it's Walt uh, Davis. No, <laughs> I bet he's doing candlelight processional. Did last year. The little tiny fella from um, Tom Waits. No. <laughs> oh, no, yeah, that's the one. Um, he's new to 26th to 27th. Mm-hmm. Then you've got, I think this is a boy band, um, TBD, <laughs> the 28th to the 2nd of December. <laughs> yeah, they're uh, the North Korean boy band sensation. Yeah. Yeah, uh, they sing about K Tams and that. Um, <laughs> so- <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, you got the air cry right, and it tastes so nice. Um, then there's um, Neil Patrick Harris for his annual free holiday yep. um, to the 3rd to the 6th of December. Then... <laughs> to the 7th to the 9th. Um, <laughs> that's got to be a thing. I want a T-shirt with that on. Then there's um, Bart Millard. Who's he? No. Now, did he shoot pigeons or something for a living? And now he's on, I don't know, what? 10th to the 12th. Hang on, who, who shoots pigeons for a living? Um, that fella on Channel 4 who cooks pig's eyes and that. Oh, li- Hugh Fernie Whittinsall. <laughs> See how we got that? See how we got that? <laughs> That's boss. Um, I forgot my reading glasses. Blair Underwood. Okay, yep. 13th to the 14th. Why has Neil Patrick Harris basically got a week out of it and everyone else gets two days? Gary Sinise, um, all the others have all been... Oh, no, uh, the the, next, the last new one is somebody I can't say. <laughs> just just, like, just say a character name. Um, Arulo Cavallo, uh, December the 21st to the 23rd. Otherwise known as Moana. Right. I was going to say, because to be honest, Fidel, I was worried that we might have to act fast. And then... uh, Craig was having a stroke. (laughs) And then the last one I'll do is um, Cal Ripken Jr. Is Mm -hmm. he a politician? No, he, uh, if I remember rightly, baseball. Oh! He's a sportsman. So he gets to go there over Christmas, 28th to the 30th. So... Is it something you should do if you had the opportunity? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, mean, I think so. Yeah, I, I mean, as an atheist, like, it's obviously right in my wheelhouse. Um, but I think so it would be quite fun. Yeah. Does that mean you'd eat meat or not? Yes, that's right. Yeah, yeah. I'm an atheist, I so I eat meat, but then I can <laughs> balance that by being a pescatarian vegan, which means that I don't, so, yeah. Oh, I'm lost. You do so many things now with your life that it's just untrue. Yes, that's right. I like to keep people guessing. Um, yeah, I mean, Neil Patrick Harris is obviously, he's become a staple. As yeah. has, um, well, what's that one you mentioned earlier, P-Dubs? Whoopee! <laughs> so, uh, you know, I mean, they're obviously the big draws. When it comes I, to this. I've got people now listening to this, driving their cars, and every time he says that, just you nearly swerving. Crash. Yeah, just swerving. Yeah. yeah. We might have to put an announcement at the beginning of this episode. <laughs> what? What? Uh, uh, warning. <laughs> I'm, trying oh. to, I'm trying to make a, a cushion joke, but I'm just going to... Uh, it's, it's almost low-hanging fruit. I'm just going to leave it there for now. Um, 
but yeah, no, I, I, I would. If I was, if I was there, um, at the time it was going on, I think it'd be quite fun. So I, I'd, I'd definitely do it and experience it. I mean, you know, I, I think in general, America has, um, a, a much, a, a different slant to religion that we do over here. Um, like sabbatical, you mean? Um, well, I mean, I don't think there's going to be any, any, uh, snake charming going on at Epcot or anything like that or any, um, evangelists, but, um, it'd be interesting to see how they do a Christmas celebration like, like that, you know, how, you know I think we've been doing some massive uh, stuff, but. How many of the evangelists survived him clicking his fingers? Oh no, sorry, that's the Avengers. <laughs> My bad, carry on. <laughs> it's good. I mean, I, I can't, I can't say that way. Uh, yeah, um, that is very good actually. Um, yeah, so, so yeah, I, I would, I would do it. Um, I, I, have you got the details there about the dinner packages? You did mention dinner packages. Um, I have got it here. Paul's got it there. There is uh, new food this year for um, the candlelight processional. I mean, yeah. I'm guessing it's a lot of fish. Um, it should be. No, that and bread. Yeah. Not baby Jesus and wine. Yeah. Freaking hell! You just don't know nothing. Well, that's. Hang on. What do you mean? As, I don't know nothing. Christmas is as Johnny Jesus. Cash said. As Johnny Cash said, God's going to strike you down. No, he said it's going to burn, burn, burn a ring of fire. Um, and, and there's something about a boy called Sue. Um, yeah, like, what are we talking about? That Jesus is Christmas, right? Well, there's no evidence he was born at Christmas. I think it's... Well, uh, Craig, there's no evidence he was born. Whoa. <laughs> so, you know, if we're, if we're going down that route about, you know, picking peanuts out of poo... You know, just just oh, saying. I'm not getting drawn into a religious <laughs> argument. Me, I, I, I didn't want to. I, I'm just just for just to see what happens. Put Jesus in the show title of this episode. <laughs> just put Jesus rocks, or Jesus is king. But just put that in. Jesus loves happens. Epcot. Yeah, and I bet you we'll get a million downloads. Well, think we'll, they... we'll soon see. We'll say so. That's for sure. Um, the candlelight processional is just one of the ways to experience holiday magic at Epcot, including food. The all-new menu at the Feast of the Three Kings Marketplace. <laughs> God, sorry. Featured features sofrotto marinated beef. Don't know sweet plantains and olives. Queso, mm, I think it says Christmas like fried bananas. Fresco stuffed, uh, arepa topped with shrimp, crushed avocado, and tomato sauce, as well as why can't he just have fucking fish fingers? <laughs> Apres <laughs> topped with melted queso fresco. Other new foods items this year include black forest. Roulade with cherry whipped cream. Bolivian holiday kitchen Germany. Hand-carved smoked ham with green beans and sweet potato casserole. That's the American holiday table. Uh, do you have cheese on that, then? 
They love uh, they love green bean casserole. Yeah. And then uh, three variations of croissant donuts at the Taste Track Marketplace. So there you go. Oh, Taste Track. I see they're done there. Yeah. Mm. Classic. Mm. Uh, for even more new foodie fun, uh, track your purchases of five select holiday cookies in your festive passport by collecting a unique stamp for each one and getting diabetes. <laughs> then, then, <laughs> oh, Bernard Manning's just come in. Come in, Bernard. Come in. <laughs> uh, then stop by Holiday Sweets and Treats to receive a special complimentary completer cookie and a glass of milk. Oh, no one does Christmas like the Americans. I um, I, it's a it's a weird selection of food. Like the desserts are the most Christmassy thing they've got. They're not even Christmassy. When was the last time you sat down to a three varieties of croissants for your Christmas dessert? Oh, I was thinking. Well, I mean, I I, I was thinking croissants after breakfast anyway. But Black Forest Ghetto. There is a T-shirt. You know. Croissants are for breakfast, not just for Christmas. <laughs> yeah, why not? Oh, um, man. Come on, Bernard. But, uh, Jonesy, Jonesy. Oh, Jonesy. Oh, I'm a good guy now, Jonesy. Oh, bad guy now, Jonesy. Um, Jonesy, pass me my lung. I've just coughed it up. <laughs> I'll be honest for once. Um, I was going to say, yeah, I mean, there's no, to me, there's no traditional Christmas food. The Black Forest Ghetto is the nearest thing, and it's not really Christmassy. Green bean just... casserole. Now, it's a Thanksgiving dish. Pick a bit of friggin' tinsel on a turkey leg and Merry Christmas, I'm happy. Mm. Nothing says Christmas more than turkey. There's the another t-shirt. The food, <laughs> not the nation. <laughs> Turkish barbers all over the nation and out slitting people's throats. Aye, 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 aye. Wow. Is that, is that what they do in... I've not been in one for a while, but... I don't remember them doing that. That's, that's something. Um, wow. Um, <laughs> right. Um, okay, anything, anything more about the Christmas... Uh, Did did you have the prices for the um, the, the dining package? Yeah, the dining packages. They've not confirmed which restaurants are taking part at the moment. Um, But you can get breakfast, lunch, and dinner. What what is wrong with you? I think you're trying to sell like a whoopee cushion. (laughs) (laughs) She practised it. I'm just picturing. Ay, 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 ay. So, so we've got breakfast, lunch, and dinner packages. So, breakfast is thirty-eight dollars plus tax for an adult and twenty-two plus tax for a child. Lunch is fifty plus tax for an adult, sixteen ninety-nine for children. That's a bit random. Um, and dinner is fifty-five plus tax for adults and sixteen ninety-nine plus tax for children. But you don't know where you're eating, so you could be getting a bag of gruel. Yeah, yeah, they've not confirmed where the um, good old-fashioned bag of gruel where it is at the moment. 
Isn't Grill? Oh. Isn't Grill what you find at uh, Universal? No, that's Groot. Oh, Groot. Sorry, yeah, you're right. It's Groot. Oh, no, that's Groot. Oh, yeah. I always get mixed up with Groot and Groot. Yeah, very easy. You know, one's a tree. <laughs> the other one looks like Dara Brin. Very easy to get those mixed up, I suppose. Oh, 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 oh. One of the two. Yeah. He's oh, Lordy. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, so that that was my first thing. Um, now, my second thing is a bit... Well, it's, I think Tom Sawyer Island's getting closed for two months. <coughs> I think Nick's been closed for two months as well. I wish I had been. Um, okay, have they any indication as to why? Uh, no, I presume it's just a refurb. Uh, from the 14th of October until December the 21st. It's a quiet, supposedly a bit of a quiet time, in it? So, I suppose they're going in and touching things up and whatever. No, not touching things, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, you can, yeah, it's okay. You can say that, yeah. yeah we haven't can't. mentioned Jimmy Savile, so you can say that. You need to go and listen to the latest football time machine, though, no, because they mentioned Jimmy Savile. It was a cracking story. I did, I did listen to it after speaking to you this morning. I was crying, I was crying. But anyway, yeah, so that's closed, listeners. If you want to go and have a mess about on an island in Magic Kingdom, you can't. Is anyone bothered? No. Never been over there. I did it in 2001. (laughs) I went and messed about on top of his island. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Who's that? Is that Doc Cotton? <laughs> oh, let's not go down the Doc Cotton line. Oh, Nick. <laughs> so I'm just proving that I can't do a Doc Cotton. That, that's that's Ooh, all yeah. that was. <laughs> oh, you're, you're a good boy, Nick. Hello, Ma. Hello, Ma. <laughs> when, when did Ray Winston take over? Hello, Ma. Oh, did you not know? <laughs> yeah, no, he played. He played Nick Cotton in um, in Extenders. <laughs> all right, Ma, I'm a bad boy now. No, it's all right, Ma, I'm a good boy now. <laughs> have this rat poison. Have this cup of blamage. I'm better raise. Oh my god! Listeners, we want your feedback on this week's episode. <laughs> no, we don't. No, in fact, that's the, this is the only episode we don't want your feedback. I'm dying. Oh. Every, on every the audio, seconds. on the audio quality, <laughs> there's there's been there's been about a month's worth of Ray Winston mentions <laughs> in the first twenty five minutes. So no. And has anybody seen? I mean, Boston's still on holiday, but have you seen a little Chlorans? No, What's it turns out. No, I, I I asked the question, and it turned out it was just a very small drink. Was she not standing very far away from the camera? Well, that, that that could have been part of the problem. I mean, she's literally too. I've, I've I've met me and Boston have been shared shared oxygen together, mm. and her head comes right up to me hip. And that story is for another time, folks. 
Yeah, that's our name, the Morlando Podcast. Search now in all your podcast well, hang on, feeds. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. So I do one mention of my co-host of another podcast at the top of the show, and this is the 12th mention of fucking Morlando. 13th. There you go. Well done. Um... Okay, so no, I think I think the lesson we've learned there is that I can't do a dot com accent, and no one cares about Tom Sawyer Island. So there's there's that. Um, was there anything else? Was there any any other news that piqued your fancy? Um, one other thing is um, Caribbean beaches opened up again, has it, Paul? Yes, it has. <laughs> well, it never really closed. Did it? <laughs> no, suppose. it didn't. No, but it's had a refurb, hasn't it? The um, the main uh, reception area or something. Yeah, the whole of the the main complex has been redone, um, including the the restaurant. Finally, the, the restaurant's been redone. Um, it's now Sebastian's Bistro, which we're yeah. all hoping they're going to be selling crab or lobster, whichever. Or crab or goyle. <laughs> That's for Universal after that, Craig. Oh, yeah, sorry. But I, I mean, I didn't know, um, Caribbean Beach before the makeover, but it looks absolutely beautiful. What they've done inside. You all think it looks the same, but I don't. Uh, the, the eating area looks different. I'll give them, give them that. The, the reception, the lobby doesn't look much different, to be honest. Did it used to have all the drapes everywhere like it has now? Yeah. And the lovely fluffy couches? Uh, the couches weren't so fluffy. But the, they're like Caribbean drapes everywhere, not not white ones. But yeah, the, the style is very similar. They've just kind of changed up the colour in a little bit. It won't be fluffy for much longer once it's uh, all the freaking Disney vloggers have been sitting their big sweaty asses on them, but and reviewing them. But yeah, um, I think there's something. There's a, a there's a new thing you can do. Um, thing. Yeah, a new uh, recreation activity is now available at Disney's Caribbean Beach Resort, where guests aged 10 to 16 are invited aboard an evening adventure cruise on Barefoot Bay to investigate the mysteries of pirates of the past. During the unsolved mysteries of Barefoot Bay, guests will experience an evening of immersive storytelling on this interactive boating scavenger hunt. They will embark on a quest to unravel the mysteries of Captain Silico's disappearance by solving puzzles and collecting clues. This is from um, wdwinfo.com. Jackie Gailey. Thanks for that lovely article. The cost is $39 per person plus tax. A snack is provided. The experience is available on Thursdays from 8 till 9.30pm to guests 10 to 16. Reservations are recommended and can be booked by calling 407-WDW-PLAY. What do you reckon on that? Would you do that? So, hang on. So they're doing it for one day a week, one night a week, for an yep. hour and a half. Mm-hmm. So how long is the experience? How long is the experience? Yeah. 
an hour and a half. Yeah, but well, is it? I mean, they're doing it for an hour and a half. But what I'm saying is, like, surely there's not one slot. Or is that what you're saying? It's a, it's a one and a half hour slot once a week. I think so. Yeah, I think it'll take an hour and a half. I think it's a perfect opportunity for you to have a romantic meal in Sebastian's orifice or whatever it's called. Um, what's it called? Sebastian's Bistro. That's the one. Um, so the kids can go off for an hour and a half and be entertained and they get a snack so you don't have to feed them. And you and your lovely wife, my wife, can go and have a, um, a bit of a crab tail. Um, my worry with then giving the kids a snack. <coughs> that, <coughs> sorry. Um, what the is problem, so- the with so, having, sorry? Sorry, love. The problem with them give, giving them a snack is most of the snacks they have are quite sugary. I don't want my yeah. kid giving something really sugary at half past eight on a Thursday night. What about a Wednesday night? No. Are you saying you don't give your children any sort of sugar products after a certain time? My kids don't really have any sugary products full stop. <sighs> that's their choice. That's not that's we don't we don't enforce a no sugar policy or anything like that, but they're just pretty healthy eaters. <sighs> yeah, exactly. Put that in your pipe and smoke it, you gits. Um, <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I mean, it's... It might be an apple, or it might be a banana. You don't know what the snack is, Nick. Well, knowing how hard it is to get through on Disney property, it's not going to be them. Um, I've had a banana on know. Disney. Yeah, I just said, but I, I'm not said I don't have them. It's just they're not particularly easy to come across. Um, no, Craig, not like that. I'm, I don't know enough about this restaurant. I mean, it's... Is it I a romantic see... destination? Really? It might not be, but do you know what? Any meal with my my wife is a romantic <laughs> meal. What? <laughs> I know sort of means you there, cook. There goes the other long. <laughs> I know sort of meals you cook. And they're romantic meals, are they? My wife doesn't cook, so when she does cook, it's very romantic. Freaking hell, the Pixel 3 is massive. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> now, um, there was a paging Mr. Morrow, if you go and have a look at him on YouTube, him and his, his wife, he doesn't eat with his wife on this one, he eats with uh, a friend, a female friend, but I'll go on YouTube, paging Mr. Morrow, he eats in Sebastian's Bistro, and it actually looks very nice. So. Yeah, I don't, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not disputing it's not going to be nice. I'm just, all like, all I'm saying is, is that, you know, if I was thinking about having a romantic night with my wife, my wife, um, then. Oh, that was half-hearted. Come on. <laughs> My wife. Um, <laughs> one night in heaven. One night. Um, it wouldn't, it, you know, I, I would probably pick something a bit more romantic like the California Grill or Le Cellier I, or, you know, 
again, you're saying so. You're saying you can't have a romantic night with your wife in um, McDonald's. Um, yeah, I think you can because you just me and Nick had a romantic meal at McDonald's. I bet you did. Well, well, yeah. Oh God, I remember that already. My Nick. (laughs) (laughs) Um. No, I mean, it's, it's like it's not. I'm not saying you can't have a good time, but I, I don't think anyone can turn around and say you can have a romantic meal in a McDonald's. I, I, I think the chairman of McDonald's has now just spat his um, KFC all over the place, and has, Ronald McDonald himself. Yeah, and he's banged the table. And he probably um, has banged the table with Daisy Kid. <laughs> I've I've just shared no, it doesn't matter. Um <laughs> no, I just think I don't know about Sebastian's. It might be not a romantic place, but it looked pretty alright. I mean look, uh, on paper, this is what it sounds like to me. It sounds like when you hear Burger King are doing um reservations for Valentine's night. It's uh, not it's not romantic, it's it's a it's a cheeky gimmick to try and cash in on no, no. Look, a romantic night. Your 10 to 16-year-old goes off for an hour and a half. Sebastian is literally around the corner. So you've got a reservation. So they're having some safe family fun because, you know, Disney cast members are safe as far as I'm concerned. And you go off and you just have that hour and a half <coughs> with your wife to eat a little bit of crab, a little bit of goyle, and have a bit of dessert, and just have some adult conversation, maybe. That's, you know, it doesn't have to be romantic. I'm not saying you're going to be footsieing under the table. No, I I get what you mean, but, I mean, you know, I think we could all lead by example, really, and if we really wanted to have a romantic meal on Disney property... Um, you know, you could just take out your wife or husband or a partner, um, you know, for a romantic meal. And if you've got kids, just leave them back at a hotel room. Didn't do McCann's any harm, did it? Whoa, hashtag too soon. This is a controversial episode. Put McCann's, put Maddie McCann in <laughs> oh, show title oh next to Jesus. This is, this is controversial. Put Madeline McCann in the show title. That, that, yeah. is, that was your counter argument to this being too controversial. Put Madeline McCann next to Jesus in the show title. Oh man, poor little Maddie. I can't come back, Nick. I've got no comebacks. Good, good. You've That's... rendered me speechless. Good. It's 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 a first time, and it's it's well deserved. I think. I think I've worked that one hard. Um, speaking well, of if, working hard, if you want a knee trembler behind the bins, then go and do that. But your kids are having fun. I think that'll be... Your kids are going to get lovely prizes and gifts because everybody in Disney is all-inclusive. So little Timmy in his chair, he won't have to come first to get a prize. He's paid $39 plus tax for his prize. So everybody will get a prize. There'll be a range of snacks because they could... Don't forget, there could be children with allergies and whatever. So, you know, it could... Or vegans, exactly. They're not going to go, here's your turkey like little Timmy. Get that down, yeah. I got no cheese, I can't chew. Well, yeah, there's a strawberry shake. There you go, there's your treat. There's your snack, mate. 
Oh, thank you. I thank you so much. I love it. I mean, I, I, I don't even know. I'm, I'm trying to work out who's going to be the most offended. And I honestly can't work out. I, I can't work out what race, race or nationality or even, even gender is going to be the most upset with that impression because little, it ticked so many boxes, so many wrong boxes. Look, since little Timmy lost his leg, he hasn't got a race, a gender or anything. He's just happy to be here. Alive. But, has anyone got any news? <laughs> I've, I've got some news, actually. There's oh, God. Three new this stores. is not the place to do this your is... coming out speech, Nick. <laughs> you say that every episode. There's three <laughs> new stores coming to Disney Springs. Is there? There is. One is actually opening later this week. Um, is it Apple? Yeah, yeah, it's Apple. Yeah, it's oh, Apple's is opening. It? Yeah. Is that true? No. Such, oh. such a mug. What a mug. Right, oh. so the first one, and, and I think these look like they're all going to be part of the uh, the Marketplace co-op, which I thought was one of the more fun bits that I saw at Disney Springs. Yeah, I yeah. like, I like that. Well. I like that, yeah. yeah. I never well, buy we anything. We're going next year, don't we? We're going to Kowie. Universal. <laughs> Paul's just going to be in the back of an Uber, rolling one single tear. <laughs> Is he though? Is he though? Is he though? No. Um, so the first place is Disney Tales. Is this where you thank buy you, tales? Thank you, P Dubs. Thank you. Um, no, unfortunately not. Um, it's going to be. Uh, this is from the press release. The must visit destination for pet owners who want to bring a bit of Disney flair oh. home to their four legged friends, which I think is a bit racist. Because what if your dog's only got three legs? I don't think that's racism. Well, let's look at Webster's definition of racism and, and let's make a decision. Go on, then. No, I haven't got time for that. Is it um, a dog of colour? Yes. Yes, okay. it's a dog of colour. Um, so there's going to be... T- there's two existing character collections, Mickey and Minnie Mouse, and there's going to be two new character collections, The Haunted Mansion and Star Wars. Oh, for fuck's sake. You may want to wait to finalise Fido's Halloween costume until you've had a chance to visit. The themed comfort harness are just too cute. Uh, Just throw um, your dog in a bin on a skateboard and there's R2-D2. You'll also also discover... uh, I'm not reading the whole press release. (laughs) You'll also discover squeaky toys inspired by some of your favourite iconic Disney foods because really... It's not fair that only humans should get to indulge in Mickey Waffles, Mickey Ice Cream Bars and Mickey Pretzels, right? Uh, Which leads me... I'm going to interrupt my own news story with what I wanted to bring to the table this week, right? So how does Nick interrupt himself? Surely that's... You're watching uh, it now. The space-time continuum can't handle it. (laughs) Right. So here's my thing, right? I've been thinking about this a lot, and I know that this is going to potentially annoy people. Not as much as Craig's impression of little Timmy, but annoy people nonetheless, right? Ooh, I ooh, do not I'm little get... Jimmy. Was that little Jimmy or Molando? Right. I do not get this obsession with Pets. Mickey Mouse shaped food, right? I don't... 
I don't get it. Like, people go absolutely freaking nuts about Mickey ice cream bars. I, what, what are the nuts? Cause Adi's got allergies. Hazel. Oh, she can't eat that. Peanut? Yeah, she can eat that. That's cause it's not a nut, is it? Peanuts are not actually nuts. Neither is a tomato, but carry on. So I don't get it. Like, so people go nuts over, um, Mickey like ice cream bars. For example, Mickey shaped waffles. And I can't, I can't get my head around it. Why, why, because it's Mickey mouse shaped, does it make it a better food product? It doesn't. It could be freaking dick shaped. You'd still eat it. Yeah, but my point is, people go, like, they, they obsess over Mickey ice cream bars and they don't taste, and it, it tastes like a fucking chock ice. But this isn't Disney. If you, if you want to eat you're tea. Paying, you're paying five dollars plus for the privilege of a shitty ice cream bar. Well, go to Walmart then and get four for a dollar. If you want an E.T. ice cream bar, you go to Universal. If you want an E.T. ice cream bar, you go back in time. 30 years. And change. The point, the point is, right, it's irrelevant. No one cares. You, you they should. They do. That's the problem, isn't it? That, that, that's why I'm getting annoyed. People do care. That's the problem. Yeah, but if they served square waffles, people would still eat them. Because it's, it's, you know... <clears throat> Yeah, yeah, no, well, that's my point. So, so, if the taste of the item's exactly the same, why are people so pissy about Mickey-shaped food? I don't think they are pissy. They, they get obsessed with it. Get I'm absolutely not. obsessed with it. I don't think they do. You can't buy a normal chalk ice in Disney unless it's Mickey-shaped. That's just the way it is. Just, just get on it, like a car bonnie. If they did a goofy one, what they should do, you're right, they should include all genders and all. <laughs> so there should be a mini one, there should be a, a, a goofy one, a daisy one, a Donald one, um, you know, for everyone. But they're not going to do that because that's too much cost in the Mickey. There's literally, right, there's a factory somewhere that makes, there's got a production line for Mickey-shaped Ice creams. Do you know what a headache it'd be to swap it over to a Donald mould? Not, not much. It's just a mould, isn't it? Yeah, but Donald's got a weird shaped head, mate. So is Mickey. You just, it's just the shape of a mould, isn't it? Makes no difference no. at all. No, but, Mickey's got like little cute ears and a lovely <laughs> little face. But I'm not saying, I'm not saying I, 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 I've got a problem with them making these products. What I'm saying is they don't taste any better than a regular shake product. So what Have you ever seen Jesus in a piece of toast? Is this... Hang on. I, I, right, I know what you're doing here. You are trying to sneak in the lyrics to life, <laughs> aren't you? To which? Life. By, I, thought um, was, I thought he was trying Desiree. to sneak in the killers. Uh, <laughs> could have been. But I'm pretty, no, sure, I'm pretty sure Desiree sung that in life. Have you seen Jesus in a piece of toast? No? Okay. Um, Who knew Nick could sing? Well, I've just proved to everyone that no one did. You used to be able to sing when you let the meat. No. No, I'm probably even worse then. Um, yeah, but I just... Like, the point I'm making is I don't... It's not that I'm saying they shouldn't make these things. It's just that people think 
that because it's shaped like Mickey Mouse's head, it tastes better. Like, if you have the cheese and tomato pizza that's shaped like Mickey's head, it just tastes like a cheap, shitty cheese and tomato pizza. Yeah, but in Disney, because it's a Mickey-shaped pizza, then you'd buy it. No, you eat, like, surely you're just, you're, you're gonna buy it because you want it, not because it's Mickey Mouse shaped. But they don't sell other shaped chocolates. They sell chocolate covered bananas and they're boss. But they're not as good as a Mickey shaped ice cream bar. Anyway, so so Disney Tales is the the first shop that's opening up in the marketplace <laughs> this week. Now, here's one that makes no sense to me at all: Love Pop. Now, what do we think Love Pop sell? Disney shaped Johnnies, Mickey shaped Johnnies. Well, I mean, obviously, if they sold Mickey shaped Johnnies, I'd be all over them because Mickey shaped condoms would be the best. Uh, I, no, I once had a Star Trek Johnny. <laughs> And on the tip, it had the Starship Enterprise, right? Please say, it says what I think it's going to say. And on the cover of the Johnny, it said, boldly going where no man has gone before. <laughs> True fact. But, but to be fair, True that. If, you've, if anybody had pulled one of those out, then it probably would be somewhere I haven't ventured before because no one in their right sane mind would let anyone using a Star Trek French tickler on them. <laughs> so that, that quote's probably very accurate. No, it was sound. It was, it was boss. Because it, it put an extra two inches on it. Carry on. So yeah, what so do they say? Three inches. <laughs> um, so Love Pop, not to be confused with Love Cats, of course, is more than a card. It's an intricate 3D paper sculpture designed on cutting-edge software, then hand-assembled with impeccable craftsmanship. Take my money. I don't know what you just said. So ba- basically, it's like one of those 3D cards that you get. You know, like, 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 think of like um, a pop-up book. It me like, like pop. Little Timmy likes pop-up books. But now me, little Timmy says like he comes from another continent. No, no, he doesn't have to wear a nappy anymore. He's okay. Um, the last shop is um, the Art of Disney presents Greg McCullough. Who? Who? Yes. Who? He's a fan favourite. Is he Greg of 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 colour? McCullough. Oh, okay. I thought it like coffee of, of colour or oh, colour. Who cares? Anyway, the fact is, I, I've got no idea who he is. It says he's a fan favourite, but I've never heard of this guy. And I'm looking at some of his paintings. I've never. Oh, there you go. He's a painter. Before. He's a painter. Does he paint Disney stuff? Yeah. Does he paint Disney Mickey-shaped waffle bars? No, but interestingly enough, all of these canvases are Mickey-shaped. Well, there you go. Yeah. Laughing. I'll buy two. Probably would do. And I'm going to buy some Mickey ears for me hamster. Now, what's interesting about that is that's replacing an actual shop, Little Mismatched. Which, if I remember that, rightly, wasn't that the sock shop? Is that for people with one leg shorter than the other? Yes. Or Jake the Peg. Um, 
Yeah, Little Mismatch, I'm pretty sure, was the shop that sold those really um, funky-looking socks. Mm, can't remember. Well, it's probably why it's closed down and been replaced with an, uh, essentially a pop-up art gallery. I like art, especially Disney art, especially Mickey-shaped Disney art. Oh, I mean, the, the art shops you always get in like places like Downtown Disney are beautiful. Spend hours in them. Well, not hours, not big enough for that. But, I mean, you can spend a good amount of time looking at the paints on the wall and thinking, oh, if I had tens of thousands of pounds to throw away, then that's what I'd buy. Exactly. Mm. Yeah. Okay. So, P-dubs. So, to continue the controversy of the episode... um, Have you found her? (laughs) She's sitting outside the front door. <laughs> on the do, doorstep. Do, 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 do. <laughs> um, sacked Guardians of the Galaxy director James Gunn. Is it, is it actually true? Is it actually true? Because I saw this earlier. <laughs> it, it seems like it is in talks with DC to write the Suicide Squad sequel. Oh, Disney are idiots. <laughs> I, I love Disney. We wouldn't do this podcast. For all the people that complain... When we, when in the, and, and luckily it's a very rare instance that we get a bad review, right? But when we do get a bad review, it's generally because we're too negative about Disney, which I think is ludicrous because nobody in their right mind would spend six plus years and God knows how many hours recording all of these podcasts if we didn't like Disney. At the same time, that does not mean that when Disney make a stupid decision, we're not going to call them out on it. And this right here is one of those decisions. Well, I think we we all knew it had come at some point that someone was going to try and get him to write another um, another comic book movie. Um, Good on him. Yeah. Um, but they're actually saying it might be a reboot. That it won't include the same characters from the original one. <laughs> well, that's a bit silly. <clears throat> it, it's, it's. I'm looking at this. Yeah, I mean, I've seen. I've. I've. Because when I, I saw it earlier, I didn't know the source. Um, I didn't recognise uh, the website that was uh, announcing this, but I've now seen it at a source that I know is definitely a bit more reputable. Um, it wasn't the uh, the Jim Hill DC podcast, was it? I don't think he's recorded it yet. Oh, you will. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, um, I mean, I think it will all depend on the contracts. Um, whether they want to reboot it or not, it depends. Because if, let's say for argument's sake, I mean, when you have somebody sign a franchise film, like a Suicide Squad, they're not signed up for one film. So Will Smith will no. be entitled into two or three films at least. And he said he wants to do more. Yeah, there was there was not a problem with that Suicide Squad movie. Well, in your opinion, it was it was a solid seven out of ten, and that's yeah. good enough. Some people would have said it was a two. Um, Who a number two? Um, I'm I'm just saying, like you know, some people did not like it at all. But regardless of that, it doesn't it doesn't matter. It was a very successful film, did very well. Um, but the point is, is that people like Will Smith like. Um, Oh, Johnny Depp, Harley Quinn. What was the name? Eve Saladon. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They were both in Suicide Squad as well. Who played Harley Quinn? Why is her name completely lost? Gone. 
Um, I, I, Tanya, I, think. I can think okay. of everything she's been in. Australian. Yes, Margot, Margot, Margot Robbie. Robbie. Neighbours. So, she was in Neighbours. I remember in Neighbours as well, actually. So that was still when I watched it. Um, so, like, people like that will be contracted to further films. So, if they're moving ahead with a new one, which they always said they're going to do anyway, then... But wasn't the Joker getting his own spin-off movie? He is. He's getting two. Well, so, yeah. how, so, how'd you reboot it? Well, those new Joker films don't star Jared Leto, do they? Well, the second one does. Does it? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah, you got the one with um, whacking Phoenix, and then you've why got would the you one. Be, with why would you be whacking him? What's he? What's he done to you that you want to punch him? Uh, quite a lot. Whacking like that, like that rap film. Oh, I never watched that. Rocking, whacking Phoenix. <laughs> yeah. Rather than robots. Um, yeah, I mean, Jared Leto is just the pits. Was we, was me and Ryan slagging him off on Sunday? I think we were. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, he's the worst. When they announced that they were going to push oh. ahead with a new Tron film and that he was going to be the lead, my interest went from hearing new Tron film, you know, excitement level through the roof, Jared Leto... How did he make a Neutron film? How do they? Yeah. Because the story... Well, the story's done now, so is it just like... No, it wasn't. New people in the same universe telling a different story? It wasn't done. What are you talking about? I thought it was done. Nah. What happened at the end of number two? Well, they found out that people from the virtual world could get into the real world. Yeah, yeah, and then it ended. Yeah, but but the... The, the the third film would have been about like like you know an army coming from the virtual world into the real world and then a fight between the virtual and the real. What about real people going into the virtual world? Well, it could have been about an army going into the. That was field. that was Tron and Tron Legacy, wasn't it? It was only two people though. It doesn't matter, does it? Could have been an army of people. Anyway, the point is, Jared Leto is just. Overrated. Who's he? Exactly. Is oh, he no, the sorry, Joker? I thought he said Quinton Stanley. Yeah, he, he was the Joker in Suicide Squad. I like him. See, again, once again, a comment from Craig that proves he's got appalling taste in things. You know, he was a Jared Leto, um, the, the last Batman vs. Superman, the last Liverpool. Person, the last person to play the Joker killed himself. So he well, had no, to well, take... No, hang on. You didn't kill himself. Okay, someone killed him? No. But he did, like... Accidental overdose is not the same as killing yourself, is it? Mm, he killed himself by accidentally overdosing. So he killed <laughs> himself. So, but that character needed... That was such a powerful performance. And so because... I thought, let's get Joe Leto to do it. So he had to reinvent it to make it his own. Every Joker, every Joker player, actor who's played the Joker has made it their own. From Jack Nicholson, right from from the sixties, whoever played it in Cesar Romero, yeah. There you go. They've all made the Joker. They've all had their unique spin on it. So yeah, he did. He did what he did, and I think he did it really well. 
Yeah, I you know, there's nothing I love more in my Joker than him wearing grills and having tattoos on his forehead. Oh, there you go. No, he's a knob. No, but the people like he's a knob. Yeah. <laughs> I've I've just gone back to college, as you know, right? As a forty-four-year-old man, I go to college of a Friday, and everybody's got tattoos now everywhere. Well, 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 hang, no, hang on, right? I'm married to somebody who's got more than ten tattoos. Well, there not, you I'm go. Not, I'm not against tattoos by any stretch of the imagination. So why can't the Joker have them on his head? Because he looks like a twat. Okay, but that's that's his choice. Why are you victimising him? Because it was a bad character decision. No, right? it's not. Yeah, no, whoever designed the look of the Joker for Suicide Squad was an idiot. There's no but other that, way of... There's, no, no, there's no other way of sugarcoating it. It's nobody, the Joker for, for nobody enjoyed people. It. No, it's we, not. We're, we're not relevant anymore. I'm no one liked it, Craig. No one liked the Joker. No I one liked them. the look of the new Joker. I loved them. Well, of course you did. If, if I said... It's the last joke shit, I've seen. If, I, if there was a piece of dog shit on the floor, and I said, that dog shit um, wrote the the first lyrics to Hey Jude, you would love that piece of dog shit. Oh, no, it wouldn't, because the Beatles wrote Hey Jude, Paul McCartney specifically. Yeah, dog and what shit. if it was Paul McCartney's dog that took that shit, and it was Paul McCartney's dog that wrote the first draft, or bought the first draft of Hey Jude? Dog shit can't bark. Dogs can. Dogs can. The, the fact is, is that you love anything, and you you admit that. You admit that you see something, and you immediately like, oh, it's the best thing since sliced bread, right? The Joker in that film, nobody liked. Young kids didn't like him. Comic book fans didn't like him. Adults are raised didn't like him. Jared Leto's agent didn't like him. Like, no one liked it. No the, one liked the that fella, Joker. The fella who set himself on fire, Fireman. What was his name? Yeah, the Flame. Fireman Sam. Yeah, he was covered in freaking tattoos. No one said shit about that. What, what, Craig, again, are you, are you saying Hermione can't listen, black? I don't think you're listening to what I'm saying. I've got no problem with characters having tattoos. You said right. he looked but like a twat. He, he did look like a twat. On his head. Right, okay. So he, right, take the tattoo, pretend the tattoo wasn't on the Joker's head, right? He still had grills in his mouth. That's fair enough. That's, no, that's not. That's, Why? Because that's, that's his interpretation of the character. And the producers allowed him to run with it. So, and I think it worked for that film. Right, they let the same thing happen with Johnny Depp in China and the Chocolate Factory. And I'm not being funny. Johnny I Depp know. is stunning in that film. Oh my god, you are! It's absolutely stunning. Yeah, stunningly shit. I mean, it's no. an appalling, it's an appalling acting performance by Johnny Depp. It isn't. It's wonderful. No, it's one of our favourite Charlie and the Chocolate Factory movies. Oh my god! In the genre which has two. <laughs> It's one of my favourite Charlie and the Chocolate Factory movies. Oh, what other ones are there, Craig? Well, there was that one with Gene Wilder. Um, oh, and there was that one with Johnny Depp. Oh, and there was that one with Scooby-Doo. Well, there you go. I didn't I didn't like Scooby-Doo playing Willy Wonka. 
I thought because he had a dog's penis, it was inappropriate. Even though, I mean, that's obviously not what happened in that film. And actually, Is I think it was Tom film? and Jerry. Yeah, yeah. It's either, it's either Scooby-Doo meets Willy Wonka, or it's Tom and Jerry meet Willy Wonka. Either way, it should never have been made. Um, but if, <laughs> but I'm, just, I'm just pointing holes in your, in your story there. Like, there's no, there's film, no holes in it. Right, I, film, I, on a personal level, I enjoyed it. Johnny Depp What was the last boss. film? Okay, what was the last film you didn't enjoy? <sighs> the Nun. I didn't like The Nun, I'll be yeah, honest with you. Yeah, that's for different reasons. What was the <laughs> and last then we film? saw her the next day. <laughs> you did. Right, what was the last film you saw at, like, at home at the cinema you didn't like? Um, do you know what? I don't dislike... I very much like Boston in this respect. I don't dislike anything. I I appreciate the way that's gone into the movie. Oh, I've my just, God. Just, every movie is, has had 200, 300 people working on it. Sunshine, lollipops and rainbows. Like, it's, it's honestly Craig's world. That's why I'll, I. I will take the same I, question. You, thank I still you. Still like Walking Dead. Thank you for your. Thank you for your answer. Thank you for your answer. P Dubs, what was the last film that you watched which you didn't like? Um, it's going back a while because I've see not that's, seen that much. That's, that doesn't matter. But the the last Die Hard film. There you go. Was shit. There you go. And that probably had about five hundred people working on it. Probably more what, shit. Was it shit or was yeah. it just that you personally didn't like it? Oh my god. Is that the one with Kevin Smith in the bedroom? No. No, Kevin Smith's not in that one. Is he done the one before? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I haven't seen the new one then. I'll have to hunt it down. If I if I can find that movie on any sort of streaming service, I will. Like, I can tell you what the last film was that I saw that was shit. It was either yeah. Predator or it was Hotel Artemis. Both of them had good moments in, but generally, all in all, were awful. Yeah, but that's you. Your interpretation. I'm not even going to slag it off. That's your interpretation. Yes, I might watch Predator but can, but I, and but enjoy it. That's because it. I can watch something and not go, "Well, this is awful." But let me try and make. Let, let me try and add up all the good things in it, so I can remain completely okay, neutral okay. to the whole thing. Which okay, is what you I tell do. You, no, I don't. I tell you which film that didn't impress me much. I was like, should I? I was like, should I? Twain in this one, right? <laughs> Aliens. That is right, a weak so, film. Right now, there you go. Peter, that that's, is weak. Right. So here's somebody who has sat there and gone about how wrong we are to say Jared Leto's Joker was awful, how Suicide Squad wasn't that great a film, how Johnny Depp's portrayal of Willy Wonka was awful, and he's tur- he, he's the film that he can turn around and finally say something negative about is Aliens. When did that come out? 1986. Yeah, but I only seen it this year. But regardless of that, regardless of when he saw it, how many people, P-Dubs, do you know will turn around and say that about Aliens. Honestly, In comparison I've, to the films that we're talking about. I've never seen it. Whoa! Jesus Christ. I'm definitely I, on the wrong podcast never, tonight. I was never a fan of the first one, to be honest. 
Aliens, um, right? Alien is we, and aliens is worse. Oh my god! But while you're ironing, they're both acceptable to watch. They're very dark, so you can't really watch them in the daytime. Got to have the curtains drawn. And then, it's just like Rambo in space. And I love Rambo. Because you can see the trees. Oh, my God. (laughs) Yeah, I've got to be honest, that's why I like the Rocky films. Because I love love montages. (laughs) Don't start me. I was riding, riding my bike home the other night from work and I was listening to 80s radio on Apple Music and uh ran away and ran away home in a mile 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 in a came on oh my god I pedaled like there was no tomorrow and then one after it one come on with the jitterbug. Oh, it was the funniest thing in the world. I was laughing out loud while I was pedalling. So, James Gunn is going over to DC. <laughs> See? I love we've just taken a 35-minute segue <laughs> about Craig's oh. afforded choice in, in everything. Something um, that I thought was going to be controversial ended up being something completely different. <laughs> no, I, I think it's still going to be controversial. Well, I think it'll be seen as controversial. Um... I mean, so what's what I think is interesting about this situation as well is that Sean Gunn, who is obviously James Gunn's brother, and uh, who's he playing Guardians? He um, plays Craglin. Craglin. And he's also the stand-in for Rocket. Correct. Yeah, of course he is. Yeah. yeah. Um, so he's turned around recently and, and said that Disney are definitely pushing ahead with Guardians 3 and that they will be using the script that his brother had written before he got fired. Now, I don't know how reliable he is with that information. You know, he he, he could be spot on. I've got no idea. It's Um, hypocritical, that. If I was James Gunn, I'd tell him to go fuck themselves. I don't don't think even if he wanted to, he could. Because I'm, I'm assuming that he will of had a different contract for writing the script as he would have done for directing the film. Like a Dennis Waterman style contract? Yes. Yes. I mean, you know, so that means a very, very large contract, much bigger than he is as a person. Um, and he gets to sing the theme tunes of the new guardians film. Um, but yeah, I, I imagine that it's, it's probably more down to the fact that, um, well, let's be honest, like, it was a combination, I think, of his abilities as a director and his screenplay for those films that made them as successful as they were. Disney made a stand to not let him direct the next instalment, and they know that if they, you know, had to do a complete rewrite of the script, it would lose all its kind of integrity with a lot of people. So I think this is a way of making sure that it still feels like a James Gunn film, even though he's not the one making it. Well, they were in um, uh, Infinity War, and he didn't write that for them. Uh, well. It was the Russo brothers. He not... wrote the opening scene, didn't they? Yeah. 
with Thor. Okay, but he didn't write for the Guardians, though, did he? Hmm? Well, they're not in... The Guardians aren't in the opening scene with Thor. No, no, no. Yeah. Uh, P-Dubs means when Thor meets the Guardians for the first time. Oh, okay, okay. Not literally the opening scene of Infinity War, but that sequence, yeah. Um, and also, as well, like regardless of whether he, he did any more work, the scenes with... Most of the scenes with the Guardians felt very much in the same vein as those films. And there's every chance... Because the thing is, you only have to get a screenwriting credit if so much of your work is used in the final cut of the film. I think he's he's been a, a victim of uh, the Roseanne fallout. Yeah, of course. Of, of course. I mean... <sighs> Disney have, have just got trapped in this politically correct... Um, what, what he wrote in the tweets, I can only remember some of it, but he was very much uh, act, putting on a persona. It wasn't him as such, but you've got to take it in the context that it was written, blah, 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 blah. Roseanne did the same thing. She put a tweet out. Oh, 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 mm, no. She, she put a tweet out. She's allowed her p- political opinions. They shouldn't have employed her if she, if she, if they didn't believe, you know, didn't follow her same values, then they shouldn't have employed her. They should be going through the whole fucking thing with everybody that they employ and everybody who's got any sort of political view that doesn't adhere to the Disney uh, blueprint. They should fire the lot of them, but they can't, Candy, can because Roseanne, Disney would cease to exist. Roseanne, it was a different kettle of fish because was it yes because she was warned multiple times bear in mind they they were only concerned about what she was doing under employment not what she'd done before and she was warned repeatedly the things that she was tweeting out when she was employed by disney and she continued to do what she wanted because she was roseanne and it was only because she made a racist tweet that they had to take action like they couldn't let it go anymore. She kept. She thought she was, you know, because of who she was, she could get away with things. The difference between James Gunn and Roseanne is that Roseanne was doing it under Disney employment. James Gunn did that before, way before he was even, you know, contracted to do the first Guardians film. I think the common denominator in all this is Twitter. So stay off Twitter, people. Yeah, pretty much. Or just, or just like, be careful what you write on there. Or just don't write on there. But I think this could be, this could be something, this could be the shot in the arm that DC needs. They cannot seem to get it right. Wonder Woman was a complete fluke. This is where me and you beg to differ. I've enjoyed every single DC. No, 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 we do. We've we've had various debates on ego back in the day with the bald headed buffoon, and basically he likes the DC movies and I like the DC movies and you don't. It's yeah, but that's not that's not what I'm saying when I make that statement. The the fact of the matter is, no one's saying that you can't like those films. The fact of the matter is, is that those films are not successful, not in the way that Marvel films are. So they are in my heart. Right, but unfortunately your heart doesn't give the money to Warner Brothers to make these films 
the money that they have spent making them. You know, Just, Justice League, I don't think, made its budget back because of the reshoots and everything else that went with it. That should have been its Avengers, and it wasn't. You look at the Marvel films and how much they make, and the DC films make nowhere near that. Now, the thing is, even if they were, like, all great films, which they're not, but even if they were all great films, the fact of the matter is, it doesn't matter how good the films are, it's how much films make. That's, that's, it's a business. And the DC films are not successful. Suicide Squad was a rarity, and, and one woman, in that they both really overachieved. Which Batman vs. Superman's a classic. Right, but it didn't make the money, did it? Didn't make the money that they needed it to make. When you're spending, when Justice League, they spent over $300 million on that film. What did it make? I own it. Oh, well, in that case then, big success. There you go. <laughs> no, but just, like the thing is, it's not, it's not about that. And I mean, I, I, you know, Justice League was actually one of the ones that I thought was pretty good. Um, but it's not about what, you know, people think of it as a film. It's about how much money it makes. It's a business. The reason why Disney have got into a bit of a panic with Star Wars is because of The Last Jedi and Solo both underperforming. Obviously, Solo more than, more than that. That's um, where this, this is again where Disney are just, oh my goodness me, move on from the figures. Cause then films will become the way one, two and three are seen by some people as classics and have now passed into the classic bracket. They will also, and they will make the money back and they have made the money back. They just haven't hit the projected figures. I That's don't all. think you understand how business works, Craig. That's not it. It is. But it's not. How much did them two films cost? To right, me? so right, so um Batman Superman. No no, I'm talking of Star Wars now. Oh, I don't know. Solo made about four hundred million at the box office in total. Okay. But okay, how much did it cost? About three hundred. So so solo cost three hundred million. Mm-hmm. So to to get its money back, they need to have made uh, close times. to a billion. Three yeah. times its money, yeah. Close to a billion because mm-hmm. of advertising and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. So that is a flop. But when you, over the period of years, it will make that money back eventually. Yes, yes. When people buy it for a pound in Poundland. It doesn't matter. It's It was a decent enough film. I've bought it on iTunes. So there's people all over the world like me. High five. Hello, all over the world. Yeah, but look, I, I agree. I like Solo a lot. But you okay, can't so... turn around and say, when you're trying to... Like, John Carter made money, but it didn't make the money that he expected it to. It was classed as a flop. Well, it, did, it, it didn't make the, the three times. It made money, <laughs> but it didn't make the three times, so therefore it made a loss. I get that. I understand that. John... John Carpenter's a pretty good film as well. John Carpenter is an excellent film. Yeah. Of Mars. On, on Mars. It's a bloody good film. I bought the books. <laughs> I love, what I love in your arguments is your justification that because you've done, you've contributed to it, therefore it's, it's alright. They've made their money back. No, they haven't made the money back, but I'm validating. 
that people are entitled to their own opinions. But we're not talking opinions. We're talking financial numbers. And Everything's any... about opinions now because it's Twitter opinions, it's Facebook opinions, it's YouTube opinions. All right, then. Okay, let, using that argument then, right? We talked about this on Sunday as well on Ego. Denim opened up in America, $80 million, biggest October release ever. And it's had absolutely shocking reviews. Yeah, yeah. That was opinions. So, if opinions matter as much as you're telling me they matter, how comes Venom overachieved massively? You know more than me, right? The second weekend is the biggest weekend for any movie. I'm going to clip that bit, by the way, where you just admitted to the world that I know more than you. I didn't say that. I said you know more than me when it comes to meat products. I just got to clip it, that's all. (laughs) So... The second weekend, Venom will fall off a cliff now. Because everybody who went this weekend knows that it's dog shit and will tell everyone, I've paid the money, but it was fucking shit. Okay, so Venom's dog shit. When did you see it? I'm not, I'm not going to see it. Okay, but you can say it's dog shit. Yeah, now, because I've, seen... I've read it on the internet. Right, now I've seen Batman vs Superman. Classic. And that is shit. No, it's not classic. But I've watched it. And so my my opinion there is valid because I actually sat my ass through that free and God knows how many hours that I had to. I didn't want to sit. You watched it. I did did watch it over two days, yeah. Um, I had to do the ironing the second day to to get through it. But I watched it. I'm allowed an opinion. You find an opinion based on Venom based on what everyone's saying about it. I haven't got an opinion on it because I haven't seen it yet. No. The internet's made an opinion on it. The the writers, the, the previewers, the reviewers have all made an opinion on it. I haven't. But I just I just don't actually want to see it because Spidey's not in it. That to be fair, that is exactly why um I didn't want to go and watch Murder on the Orient Express last year. Well, because Spider Man wasn't in it. Because he weren't in it. I was well, like Spider Man's in this film, isn't he? And they were like, No, it's Herco Pryor, and I was like Pfft. Right, see that, is, that is a bloody good film. It's, it's, it's not. And Johnny Depp's in it. See, I enjoyed Murder on the Orient Express. <gasps> That's a controversial. I thought, I thought it was. Fucking... I thought it was fine, but I didn't think, considering who was in it, it was as good as I expected to be. Anyway, it was like, and it's got a sequel. It has. Yeah. Murder on the Nile. No, no, <laughs> Murder on the Orient Express Two, Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> He's like, how many more murders can I bear on this train? Johnny um, Depp's been killed again. <laughs> oh, if only. Right. So, just just getting back to things. DC needs a shot in the arm. That is the point of of what I'm trying to say. It doesn't matter how much you like the films or how much other people might like the films. It is a business, and DC films have not been successful. Getting James Gunn in there, having a successful Wonder Woman film. Oh, the jury's still out for me on Aquaman. I've got no idea how that's going to do. But if they can get James Gunn, who's proved himself in this genre to be successful, to do a good job, that could really give a boost to that DC universe. Yeah. And it'll be Marvel's loss. Totally. Totally. I, I actually agree with you, Nick. Give... James Gunn, the DC Universe, just give him it. 
as as John Lennon once sung, give James Gunn a chance. Exactly. Pretty sure that's what he's saying. I was watching that the other day. I love John Lennon. <laughs> I'd love, I'd love to be his beard one day. Anyway, P does. I think, I think eventually we answered or we discussed yeah. your, your, your bit of news there. So, yeah. So do you like Mickey waffles or not? <laughs> <laughs> oh, who doesn't? I write food stuff. Um, was there anything else, uh, P-Dubs, that had... Because, uh, I mean, that was quite breaking news. By the time this yeah. actually comes out, it's going to be breaking. So, um, was there anything else that uh, took your fancy? Yeah, something that isn't quite so breaking, but still exciting, and something that you kind of touched on there with Star Wars, is um, The Mandalorian. Hmm. Finally, the confirmation of what John Favreau's TV series is going to be based around. Well, didn't, um, didn't we talk about it last week before, like, the, the, the fact that they were filming it? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So they, they, there was some kind of little pictures and stuff and people talking about being on set and stuff. Um, yeah. But literally, a, it must have been a day or two after after we recorded. I think it was the day after. Um, John Favreau released the, the first official picture from the show. Mm. Um of the aforementioned Mandalorian. Um, still no news on who's playing who or anything. Um, but there was confirmation of, of some of the directors mm. um, and executive producers. So, obviously, John Favreau is one of the executive producers. He's written the whole series. He um, always reminds me of an egg. Well, <laughs> uh, okay... Can you the, explain why? The Fabergé egg. Why <laughs> right, Fabergé? There you go. Thank and you. And he looks nothing like an egg. That's a matter of opinion. That's, that's what I was getting so confused. Like, does he know who John Favreau actually is? No, he just looks like an egg. Carry on. So, of course, we've got Kathleen Kennedy, who also signed a new deal. Yep. Last week, to stay for another three years as head of Lucasfilm. Uh, Colin Wilson, who I'd never heard of before, I'm assuming he's a Lucasfilm executive. Deadpool, isn't he? <laughs> he's not going to be Deadpool. And, and lastly, uh, one that's that's kind of a, a surprise, but also not because there's been a lot of talk about it, is Dave Filoni. Uh, who's mm. Oh, he's been... full of baloney. <laughs> Well, they were they were kind of um, a lot of people were were trying to. The hell was that? Get him what? That noise? Dan, was that your stomach? No, there was. There's a motorbike going on outside. You might have heard that. Um, yeah, they were trying to get people were trying to um, get him involved in the live action films, weren't they? Yeah. There was a bit of a fan campaign because he's been behind the Clone Wars and Rebels and. Um, what's the one that's just about to start? Resistance. He's not show running that though. He's only kind of been involved in the in the build up to it. Okay. He's, he kind of walked away from from that, and and this explains why he'll also be directing the first episode. Yes. Of, of the Mandalorian. Um. So something new for him, and then we we were given four other directors as well. Um. Deborah Chow, who directed some episodes of Jessica Jones. 
um, is in there. Uh, another one that, and I, I'm sure she's, I read somewhere that she's directed a, a movie recently um, and is intrinsically linked to, to Lucasfilm through her dad is Bryce Dallas Howard is directing one of the episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, the next one, and I can never say his name, um, Rick Famuyawa. He's for um, you to say. Who directed Dope, and I believe he was down to direct um, Aquaman originally. Oh, okay. Um, um, or, no, sorry, was The Flash. Um, right. He was going to direct, and he walked away due to creative differences. Um, what a surprise there with DC. <laughs> and and the final one, and it's someone we've talked about a lot. Um, and Jim that's several. To- <laughs> Ray Winston? Now then, now then. Boston's little hand. <laughs> <laughs> that would be Taika Waititi, who directed Thor Ragnarok. Yes. Is directing, is it one or two episodes? I think some of them are directing two, some of them are only directing one. Hmm. Um, I'm not sure, but yeah, they've all they've all been confirmed that they're directing episodes this season on on the first season of The Mandalorian. I mean, I think I, I mean look, I, I'm one of those Star Wars fans that I've never really got the love for Boba Fett. No, like, neither have I. Great looking costume. Um, he's in the films for thirty seconds. You know, I don't I don't understand all this hype around him. Django Fett was, was pretty rubbish as well in the, in the prequels. Um, so I've always felt, you know, interesting costume, good idea for a character, just never really well executed. Um, (coughs) sorry. That said, um, you know, I, I think it could make, you know, because about bounty hunters and stuff like that, I think there's an interesting concept for you to find out more about um, that race of people. Yeah, and I think I think um, the the animated stuff has has built on that as well over the years mm. um, with the clones, um, and it was a fairly, fairly strong storyline. And they came back in Rebels as well. Um, One of the main characters was uh, Mandalorian. Yeah, yeah, um, so. and and the original. Um, Clones came back as well. Um, oh, well, and the Rebels. <laughs> Captain Rex. Yes, Captain Rex was in Rebels as well. Yeah. So, so they've they've built onto it. So it's not a surprise that Dave Filoni is involved because he has kind of built the backstory up for him. Mm. Yeah, Bryce so. Bryce Dallas Howard was the one that surprised me because, um, I mean, I, I thought she might be doing something on Black Mirror. I know she was yeah. in an episode, but I wasn't sure if, if she directed one. Um, but she's not really known for directing stuff. So that was no. the one that, you know, you thought, oh, well, I know the name, um, but I don't know what she's like behind the camera. So that'd be interesting. Um, but like you say, Take Away TZ, that's the one that probably interests me more than anyone else, just because of yeah. being a fan of his work. So. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it, it looks. You know, it, it sounds like it could be a good show. Yeah. So I'm definitely, I'm definitely interested when it finally starts to air. Um, you know, in about a year's time. How right? This is obviously going out on the Disney streaming service. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously, we've got Disney Life over <laughs> here in the UK, which all Americans pretend doesn't exist. 
well, they can't access it, so it doesn't exist. Well, exactly. But we have got an absolutely fantastic uh, streaming service provided by Disney at the moment. How do you think we will be able to consume this content? Well, we talked about it a little bit last week, didn't we? Um, yeah. You know, I, I think the general consensus we kind of come to is that either Disney life is going to change or more likely Sky, until their deal with Disney run out for like first one uh, rights to the things like this, um, are still going to be showing it first. You see, you've got like the likes of America's got Hulu streaming, haven't they? Mm-hmm. We've got Now TV. So every country on every continent has all got different streaming services that other people don't have access to because of rights and all that. So is is this Disney streaming service going to be an American-only product or are we, as a planet, going to get access to it? I, I would say it's too early at this stage to know because... But they know. They know now. Because well, they... I don't know. I don't know if they do because the thing is, uh, and again, this was saying that uh, we talked about, didn't we, P-Dubs, about yeah. the, uh, the Warner Brother. Um, that was also DC. Was it DC? Um, on the DC, DC Universe. Right. I thought yeah. that's too obvious. Uh, but that streaming service, you know, when they first announced that, that looked like it was going to be a global thing. And then they sold Titans. It's first yeah. big show to Netflix outside of the US. So, um, and again, I think the main reason for that is DC probably didn't realise just how complicated, I don't, I don't know why, but how rights are outside of, um, you know, the States. Because, you know, I was looking at the list of shows that they're showing on that streaming service in America, and I was like, well, in the UK, you know, the the Yarrowverse is all on Sky, but yeah. Gotham is on, or was on 5, and now it's on E4, Netflix. I think. And Netflix. And Netflix. Netflix get it about the same time. Yeah. So the thing is, you know, it, you know, not there's not one destination even here. So, and that's before you start looking into like the old films, the the old TV series, the cartoon series, you know. So it's probably just more trouble than it's worth. So I mean, there's every chance that if Disney aren't planning to launch that next year across the globe, they might turn around to Netflix and do a deal with Netflix. You know, outside <sighs> the US. Would you, if they said like Disney Life had it as it is as a five, but we can, you know, we can, because there, there is Marvel and there is Star Wars on it, but it, it's all little shorts and mini series and whatnot. Would you pay? Films, yeah. Would you pay eight pounds a month, nine pounds a month, if they brought in all the Marvel, all the Star Wars? Uh, the the historic stuff that's already out there and the new content. Yeah. I I think I think Disney Life is a is a good service. I do think it's a good service, but there are flaws. And I think really when you're paying, I mean, I mean, look, it's much better value for money now. You know, when it first launched, what was oh, it? I was a tenner. It was a tenner. And yes. the thing is, you know, you were getting films two or three years after they were shown on Sky, 
what had come out of the cinema that they'd, they'd, you know, be new on there. Um, lots of stuff was missing. It was glitchy. Um, it was just awful. It was definitely not worth the money. A five pound a month, I think it's uh, a bit of a steal. Um, but at the same time, there's still a lot of stuff on there that he's missing or they have like one or two seasons of a show and not everything, you know, as a completist, you know, I don't want to see one season of a show. If there's three seasons, put all three, three seasons on And Yes, I am talking about gargoyles once again. Um, but do you know what I mean? Like if you're paying for something, I want everything that comes under that umbrella. Now I get that because of the, the, the right steals uh, with Sky at the moment, all that stuff's got to be shown on Sky first. So it's got to be a delay. I get that and that's fine. I accept it. But then you've got to make sure if you want to improve, increase that price, I'm getting something for it. So if they turn around and say, we're going to show you the new Star Wars, we're going to show you Star Wars films, we're going to show you the Marvel films, we'll put the Marvel Netflix shows on there, whatever, and we'll put the price up, then, okay, you've justified a price increase to me. But at the mo- at this moment, there's still too much they're not showing or there's too long of a delay, too big of a delay for it to, to be increased to what it is now. I do, I've got a bad feeling that it's purely going to stay American. Like the DC one is mm. very much like when Apple has its keynote and they announce all these amazing new things. Um, the rest of the world might get some of it, but it's basically an American company for American people. Yeah. So um, my thought is, is if they'd have bought Sky, then I think you were probably right, and they would have used Sky as their their base. But now they haven't got that. I'm not so sure. I think they'll end up spreading. I think I think it'll be. I don't know when the the, the next renewal date is with Sky, but. I think they're going to play hardball. Because let's be honest, Disney don't need Sky anymore. They need money, or they want money, but they don't need it. So if they turn around to Sky and went, look, we want our, you know, we're happy to know, but we want our deal to have a 10% increase on what our last deal was worth, and Sky bulk it, well then Disney can just stick it all in their own streaming service. And people will pay it. So, you know, I think they're in a very good position now. Three years ago, or four years ago, whenever the last contract renewal was coming up, what were Disney's options? If they didn't re-sign with Sky for like stuff like Disney Channels, who were they going to go to? Virgin Media? Netflix? There wasn't, there wasn't enough competition. Now, they are their own competition. So, I, th- I think it'll be interesting. When that comes yeah. up, to see what what changes that will that will lead to. But I've got a feeling that now it's Comcast that will be running Sky. That it won't be, they won't get the same deal they had last time. I hope not, and I, I just hope. I just hope. I, there's got to be. We're talking about now. I've just priced up. 
Virgin Media and cutting the cord. And we we pay for Netflix, we pay for Amazon Prime, we pay for Disney Life, we pay for a phone line, and we pay for a box under the telly. Um, all them together is a hundred, with our, our 200 megabyte internet, £100 a month. We could take away the phone line and the box under the telly and be paying £60 a month. And that at some point that's got to become the thing because it's just a waste of money. Mm. You've got all these these apps that you're paying for, these streaming services, as well as you can't watch 600 channels of television. It's just impossible. The thing is, you don't even need to get rid of the box under the telly. You can keep the box under the telly and just cancel Virgin. And then you've got a, a Freeview HD recorder. I have well with Virgin. You don't own it. It's not like Sky. All right, all right. Well, then you could go out to Curry's and buy a UV yeah, box or whatever. Could. Yeah, yeah, you, you know could. What I mean? could yeah. That's yeah, what definitely. that's what BT is a glorified version of that. It's just a, uh, a UV box with um, their own extra channels on there, um, and and that serves as well. If we want to record some bits, we can do, but anything else will just stream. In a world of of now TV for. You know, the entertainment package for £7 a month, you get 11 live channels and then all of Sky's box sets that they've, they've got. Hmm. Where, where do you, you know, why are we duplicating all this content? That's it. That's it. It's, it's comfort. That's all it is. It comes down to comfort. Yeah. But I, to be honest, like, I'm more interested, as much as I'm interested about this, this Star Wars show, I'm also interested about the films um, and these new films that they're, they're talking about bringing to the service. So, you know, this Lady the Tramp film, um, which would be the first of many. And I can't believe we've gone this far into the episode and not talked about it, but the fact they're remaking Lilo and Stitch as a live-action film. And that's going straight to the streaming well, service? they have not announced that yet. No. But... You know, it's a to me it's a very odd choice. Like they've remade they've remade Jungle Book, I think because of the copyright issues. Because it's you know like Mickey Mouse, it's going you know it's in danger of going into the public domain. So if they if they make a new film that kind of extends that uh, that patent or, or copyright law. Um, with regards to that. So I, I understand with like Dumbo and Jungle Book, I, I get it. But you know, the Lion King and Lilo and Stitch, I, I don't understand why. Lion King, I think it, I still think it'll be an amazing film. I think they'll do a really good job with it. And I think that, you know, they've done it because they know they can make a good film using that technology they've kind of been working on, you know, in the Jungle Book. Um, but Lilo and Stitch, can't get my head around it you know the film's 16 17 years old at this point by the time the film comes out yeah i think but i feel but by the time that this live action film will come out it will be almost 20 years old not particularly long to do a reboot or remake in my opinion um and I'm just not really sure why. And I say this as a, as a, you know, I love Lilo and Stitch. It's one of my favourite Disney films. Um, 
but I just, I'm just not excited by this at all. I'll see the first trailer and I'll probably be, you know, in floods of tears, like screaming, take my money. But at this moment in time, I just, I just don't get it unless it's just because, you know, they announce it's going to be for the streaming service and it's because it's another proven, you know, popular franchise that they've had. The thing, right, with, so, a Lilo and Stitch movie, somewhere between one and two hundred million dollars. How do you quantify getting that back? How do you put a figure on if it's just going onto the streaming service? Is it, is it an additional payment to watch the movie or does it just drop on like Netflix yeah, of course does? Not. It, will, it will have to drop on like Netflix. The whole reason for, for making all this special content is to give you a reason to pay for it in the first place. So, how did he know that they're making any money? Because people, is it new sign-ups? Or is it, you know, I've, I've signed up for the Lilo Stitch? Or, do you know what I mean? Well, I mean, they do, they do have their own algorithms for viewing figures. Yeah. I think all the big films that are going on that streaming service will get some sort of cinema release as well. Don't forget, right, back in the day, George Lucas, for for episode one of Star Wars, George Lucas wanted um, it to be released as a movie and as a downloadable streaming, but the technology wasn't there at the time. Obviously it wasn't. 2001, it didn't exist. But that was the that was the product, and Sky are doing that now. Everything Sky's put out so far has been dog shit, but they're still doing it. They'll yeah, they'll they'll hit a home run soon enough. They won't. They'll get a, they will. They will get a film of. Eventually, something will hit. It won't. Because, and I'll tell you why it won't. The difference between like what Netflix are doing and what Sky are doing is Sky are paying for very cheap low budget films to be exclusives that's that's all they're doing netflix are investing real money into making these films i mean that, i mean i didn't like it but that will smith film they did last year with him and you know the goblin from yeah. harry potter um, as police officers no um but that film i think costs about 90 million dollars to make I mean, it didn't look like it, to be fair, but that is real Hollywood money. They're spending over $100 million on the new Martin Scorsese film that's got, like, De Niro and Joe Pesci and Al Pacino all back together. Um, They have to spend that money to make a film that looks decent. The films that Sky are having as Sky exclusives cost, like, 20 million quid. And they're not paying 20 million quid for it. They're, you know, the film company selling those rights in advance to, to pay back their debt. It's just a low budget film. So, no, Sky's model is never going to produce a, the home run. Netflix yeah, but in a, in a world, right, so Disney put a film out and it's perceived a flop if it doesn't make three times its, its budget back. So how do you how do you invest two hundred million dollars into a new film that's going to your streaming service, and it not make three times its budget back? How do they quantify, put a figure on the money it makes? 
I can't tell you. I can guess at how they, they work it out, and it'll be a combination of who signs up within, I don't know, two months, three months of that film being put onto the streaming service, how many people have viewed that film, uh, and, and taking a percentage of that subscription money towards that. So let's let's just say for argument's sake, if they put a new film on on the Disney platform, right? They put on uh Lane the Tramp, because we know it's going on there, right? They put that on there. And they charge people ten dollars a month to watch it. They put that film on there and that month they get an extra seventy thousand people buying to the service they didn't have the month before. That's 700 grand's worth of new business they didn't have one month to the next. Then you count all the people that already had the streaming service. And you go, okay, of their $10, we're going to take 25 cents from, from everybody that watched the film, that paid their subscription, and add that to the same pot. You know, I, I, I can't tell you if that's how they work out. There's got to be something like that. But that is how they work out if it's, you know, if if it's deemed successful or not. But the fact is, like, you know, it's there to sell a service. As long as people and enough people are selling a service, it doesn't matter. Well, if it's coming to the UK, I'm not paying a tenner a month. So I'll pay seven quid. You told us eight quid earlier. I pay eight quid for Netflix, but that's got a proven track record. Disney hasn't. Yeah, Disney Life. Um, yeah, Disney Life. But the new Star Wars series could be absolute pants. Right, but you don't buy Netflix for one thing, do you? No, but they've got they've got a proven track record. They've got a, 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 I've built up a relationship, a rapport with. Netflix. I've got a million different genres on Netflix. Disney don't employ anybody who's got any sort of political uh, stance, any sort of comedy stance. Everybody's grey on Disney now. Everybody's middle of the road. Everybody's sensible. Everybody, it's, it's going to be crap. Hmm. Well, it is, isn't it? Because if 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 you've done anything or said anything or thought anything that might offend somebody somewhere on the planet, whether it be 20 years ago or 10 years in the future or now, then Disney won't employ them. Uh, All I'm saying is I reckon there's some interesting skeletons in Mickey's closet. Which Mickey? Mickey Rourke or Mickey Mouse? Mickey Mouse. We definitely know there's some in Mickey Rourke's uh, closet. (coughs) I just, I think it's a, to take the, the moral high ground on everything that, like the way Disney do, is very hypocritical. Extremely hypocritical. And I fear for the future of a sanitized corporation like that because I'm not going to give them any money. Okay, Craig. When you go back to, uh, Disney World? No. No, what you're not going? You're not going back to Disney World, or no, no, no. Okay. My essence is, but I'm not. 
Oh, so your, your essence is paying the money to Disney, is it? No, I'm paying the money to Disney, but my essence is going in, in my place. Okay. Well, that's even worse then, surely, because you're paying the money and your essence is going to enjoy the holiday you are paying for and not going to be enjoying. I'll be able to experience it through an out-of-body experience. Well, then that's just a long-winded way of saying that you're going to Disney. Don't you know me. Don't sugarcoat it. You know me point. I'm making a valid point there. Mm, are you though? I am, of course I am. Now nah, you're making a statement that you're not going to, you know, it's the equivalent of saying you're not going to do something, but I'm going to do it anyway. Look, unfortunately, I like to go to Disney, but I fear for the long-term future of a company that does not employ anybody with any sort of comedy values or or, or just middle-of-the-road, boring generalized centralized so hang on. so so right so from your from from listening to like that statement there i'm not going to put as many holes in it as i could do but from your do statement it. there what you want to do or what you would like to see is disney hire frankie boyle yeah is that what you're saying i think the if they want to if he's got a product to sell them and they're happy to then all power to them. He hasn't. But they did it in the 90s. They, they created the Admiramax. Right. They don't now. What did they have now? Nothing. They even sold freaking Celebration. They got rid of that because it might have been a bit ropey. Same thing, different, different thing. You know what I mean? Mm, we'll say. We'll say I, I do think I do think you've got some value points, but I think you're worrying far too much about things. I think what they need to do and what they are doing is just being a bit more sensible. They were very unlucky with the James Gunn situation. They had forced themselves back into a corner, and they didn't. You know, they they could either stand by their man, or they could you know, say, well, we can't be two-faced, we just sat Roseanne for doing similar, so we're going to have to rat on this. They didn't They didn't really need to, because we're talking about something that happened at the time against something that had happened in the past, but two wrongs and all that kind of stuff. Disney are going to be smarter now with what they do. I don't think that means that, that you know, they have to be PC on everything, and, you know, they can't work with certain people, because... You know, nearly everyone they've worked with has got issues. I mean, played Tim Allen at jail time for selling coke. Dead. <laughs> That's my point exactly. Exactly. Ev- and... Everybody has got skeletons in the closet. Like you said, Mickey Mouse has got skeletons in his closet. So everybody should be looking over their shoulder now. What they did there with James Gunn. Today's news is tomorrow's chip papers, innit? If, if they'd have just weathered the storm for a couple of days, it would have blown over, and the eye of Sauron, that is the internet, would have moved on to somebody else and something else. But they've, re- they've overreacted, and now DC is going to be rebuilt in his image, and it'll be magnificent. And it'll be their loss. It's cost them a billion dollars. Could well be. Mm-hmm. Could well be. Mm-hmm. Um, before we go, P-Dubs, anything else from you before we wrap up? <laughs> the only little bit of news 
Bob Iger did a interview Shit. with Time magazine. <laughs> On a table. Right. Um, and has been fired. No, yes. and confirmed that he was going to run for president in 2000, uh, in 2020 until the Fox deal came along. Hmm. Um, and once that came along, he, he decided against it. But he, he wouldn't run against Trump, would he? Yeah. I thought, he didn't I thought, like him. Oh, I didn't realise that. No, he only oh. went, he only ever went on that panel was because he felt that he could change what Trump was doing. Oh, well, in that case, my opinion of Iger is completely done a U-turn. So that's, yep. that's good no, for bye-bye. I'm sure he'll listen to this podcast and be elated that, uh. He's not standard now, though. He, he's, he's chickened out. No, well, he he's has just spent 70 billion dollars or whatever, seven, whatever he it was. He spent 70 billion of someone else's money. He could resign and walk away tomorrow and, and go and stand against Trump if he wanted. So he's just a number. He's just a pay number. I, th- I imagine that the terms of that Fox deal means that he's going nowhere. I think that's more yeah. likely what it is. I don't think he's gone. Oh well, I've done a I've done a massive Disney deal with Fox, so uh, I decide I'm not going to run against Trump. He probably couldn't if he wanted to. Why? Because I, I guarantee the terms of that deal is that he remains in charge of it. What if he uh, dies tomorrow? Well, then he can't run against Trump, can he? What if he sends a, a tweet out? That's inappropriate. Or well, he's a, or he's huggy huggy. What if he's, he's huggy? He's, what if he hugs people? He's still an idiot. And like, Greg, honestly, stop going on about Lassiter. I didn't mention Lassiter. You I did. just said, what if he's huggy? And ever, you did. Uh, I mean, because people listen to all our episodes. They know who you're talking about. So... In an episode that's featured Jimmy Savile, Madeline McCann, Mickey Ice Cream Bars, Jesus, and Donald Trump, Jesus and Donald Trump, you have you have come out with the most controversial moment of the episode. Where? You know what which, you've done. Which bit? You know what you've done. <laughs> I don't leave, know what I've done. Leave it alone. So that's why he won't be running against Trump. Yeah. Well, that's okay. Oprah Winfrey's still got a hat in the ring, so... She must have done something now. She made a wrinkle in time. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) (coughs) That is very true. Cue the music. That is not how we end this. Um, But, uh, yeah, this, this has been... Dear listener, thank you for, for staying this far into the episode. Um... It's been an odd one. Oh, this has been a brilliant episode. I did I say? Did I say does, it's not been a good episode? Does, I said it's been an odd episode, and it has. We have gone all around the houses and then some. But thank you for sticking with us for almost the last two hours. That's all. There's nothing like a masty beat. Exactly. So thank you, Craig. Thank you, P Dubs. Thank you for listening. And um, if I'm still alive, uh, I will see. We will see you back here next week for another Disaster Dark. <laughs> Whoopee! <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for someone to do that. I was going to do it if someone didn't. 
Hello there, dear listener. Now, have you ever listened to a podcast and thought, I'd really like to support those guys, but I just don't know how to do it? (laughs) Well, then you're in luck. There are now two ways for you to be able to support us. The first is by going to our Spreadshirt page at shop.spreadshirt.co.uk forward slash After Dark Network. Here you can pick up t-shirts for all of the podcasts that we do. The other way is by visiting us at patreon.com forward slash disafterdark. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com forward slash disafterdark. Any money raised by buying some merchandise or pledging your support on Patreon means that we can keep producing more content for the After Dark Network. On behalf of the other After Dark Podcast Network hosts, we thank you for listening to this episode, we hope you enjoyed it, and thank you for your continued support. Podcast is part of the After Dark Podcast.